This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I left coffee in my coffee cup sitting here. I think that's coffee. Could be the hijinks of a weekend worker. It's a little disgusting. I think we can assume it's coffee, and I think there's only one way to cure you of that flaw in your behavior. Drink it. Drink it down. This is the important thing. Hijinks are over. Messing around is over. What? Summer's over. Uh. Kids are back in school. It's time to get serious. Huh? I forgot how. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Yeti Communications Compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Our co-general managers this morning are nuclear holocaust and little immigrant kids. That's right. Nuclear war and illegal immigration on our plate for today. that fits in with my theme. It's serious. It's time to get serious. Now I'm sending my plate back. Can you make me a grilled cheese back there? I'm wearing no, hard, just a regular one. I'm wearing hard shoes today. No more oh children's boy. gymnasium shoes. <laughs> Not this time of year. The hard dress shoes. Gymnasium of a shoes. serious man. All right, fine, good. Enjoy yourself. We're going to talk about health. What will kill you? We're going to talk about nuclear war. We're going to talk about illegal immigration. What else we got? Abortion Seven signs. Your spouse is cheating on you. <laughs> that sort of thing. Be a good one. Yeah, no more messing around. Is my point. Um, you know what we're going to do today? Study the world! Oh, study the world! <laughs> study the world! Study it! Study the world. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yours is always a question. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling a lever now and then. How are you this morning, Mike? Good. I did what I do every Labor Day. I put the chains back on the car because we are getting towards fall. That- <laughs> As you Winter, said, Jack, it could is, snow any day. It could, but I want to be ready for when it does. And so, as you know, last year it rained a lot for a long time. So I took them off August first just to be safe, and then <laughs> kept them off for a whole month. Kept eh? them off for a month. It's one of the shortest periods I've ever. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, really uh, rolling the ice there during August. Um, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had a very uh, interesting experience yesterday as the power went out at my uh, my local downtown residence. Uh, it happened earlier in the day, but it was just that quick little blip, and then it came right back on. It's like, okay, everything's back to normal. Several hours later, it, it went off, and it didn't come back on. So I'm did, just, did it lead to cannibalism? Not, no, It could have, but luckily the, the fine folks at the, uh, the electric company got it all back up and running. But so it was about a probably 30 minutes where I'm, I just kind of sat down. I decided to read a book because that's the only thing I own that doesn't plug in to entertain me. And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see what the closest place is that isn't affected by this power outage and go grab something to eat, just kind of get out of the house a little bit. And immediately as I was leaving my apartment, four other people were emerging from the same time. We were like vampires bracing for the light of day for the first time in a week. It was hilarious. We were all like, well, the, the power's out. I guess, I guess it's time to go outside now. Did you come together as a community and bond at that moment? You realized you're all in it together? And this isolated modern world of ours isn't filling your needs? That would have been a good thing to do, but no, we all just kind of went and got some barbecue. Uh. I'm always amazed at myself when the power goes out at, uh, at, at, at how hard it is for me to catch on to what's going on. Well, nothing to do. I guess I'll watch TV. No, no. Uh, well, wait, the TV no. doesn't work. I guess I'll just have to use the Internet. Ah! <laughs> right? You don't even think. <laughs> Maybe that was a good time to bake a pie. No! Um, there's, oh, uh, Vincent's not here. 
today, and we will explain that uh, coming up in a little bit. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, I got serious yesterday. I ordered some new flannel shirts, but I tried to finish <laughs> with fun. Like most of the West, though, I had a hot and smoky Labor Day weekend. Went to a barbecue. Smoke was so bad, we moved the cooking indoors, but ate a lot of ribs, stuffed baked potatoes, corn in the cob, blueberry pie, gallons of Chardonnay, and then topped it all Jeez, off. that by, sounds good. Topped it all off by sleeping in the guest room. <laughs> Went home next morning. Tell you, my idea of a perfect, safe, and sane party holiday. Were you, uh, were you on a bed? To oh, sleep? Well, yes. Furniture or the yes, floor? Yes, very well, civilized. Very civilized. Sure. I've woken up on the floor a few times. <laughs> I have as well. I guess well. this is the guest room now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a shed, Marshall. <laughs> and the delightful 10 to 60 seconds of exactly where am I? How did this transpire? Oh, yeah. What happened? Oh, yeah. It's like solving a puzzle. It's fun. Still in your clothes? Oh yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. No, I no, I. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I just say, down. Just hey, this is this is not new to me. Yeah. You didn't uh, change into your silk pajamas, tops and bottoms, <laughs> long sleeve and uh, smoking long jacket. pants, no, exactly no, with a crest, uh, no sleeping no. cap. <laughs> Very nice. Jeez, just like Scrooge. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, September fifth. My wife and I's anniversary, the year 2017. Okay. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, happy anniversary. That's lovely. Uh, While still refusing to uh, get serious about anything, I will declare the show beginning now, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. Can you imagine having to listen to that every night? Huh? I read a story. She's been doing that for like 40 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Hey, hey, that's my gal pal. I'll be doing a full profile of her coming up. Stay with us. So she's the Walter Cronkite of uh, North Korean oh, news? yeah. A legend. Uh-huh. And they bring her out of retirement for these big moments. Oh, really? Yeah. And she announced the uh, explosion of an H-bomb, which is a... Yep. Huge freaking deal. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh, North Korea begging for war. We've got DACA Decision Day and the most underrated exercise. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. We'll have to see if if Joe's still on the appeasement train. I mean, it's just (laughs) disappointing. Oh, boy. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. We got your weekly shower thoughts, all sorts of good stuff. You're going to appease your way into having to learn her language is what you're going to (laughs) do. All right. All right. God, what are you going to do, huh? Billy Bellicose, what's your plan? We're waiting. I say invade Pyongyang. Oh, oh boy. I'm on Trump's side. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we got lots to talk about. Catch up from the weekend and, and whatnot. And we'll explain where Vince is coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Two new things on the North Korea front over the weekend that I'd never contemplated before. Mm. Two new wrinkles on the whole thing that I want to discuss. Excellent. Have these wrinkles changed your thinking? Your bellicose militaristic thinking? Uh, Yeah. Actually, they have. They made me more bellicose. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. His bellicosity knows no bounds. Mailbag. First, our freedom-loving quote of the day from Frank Herber. I don't know Frank's uh, work. I could Google him. H-E-B-E-R? Yeah, that's correct. Like Herbert, but he couldn't afford the D. (laughs) Power attracts the corruptible. Suspect anyone who seeks it. Yeah. Think about it. He is the author of the novel Dune, is his most oh, famous work. Oh, then, 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 there then, 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 screw there him. There you go. Oh, my God, Words I hated of wisdom Dune. from one of our literary giants. I had to read that as a sophomore in college. Yes. Well, I was supposed to read it. I read like a third of it and thought, this is just... <laughs> oh, whoa <laughs> now. Hey, we, we can't use that word, Jack. I almost dropped an S-bomb. <laughs> so I oh. take it you didn't check out the five sequels to it either? And uh. I thought, here I am in some sort of uh, literature class in college. I could be reading one of the great works of all time, and I'm reading this stupid, stupid sandworm story. Hmm. You missed it entirely, oh. didn't you? You missed the oh, symbolism, God, that was horrible. the significance, the beauty. It's a shame. Read it to your children tonight, folks. If your parents, they'll love it. Here are your weekly shower thoughts. is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Uh, no explanation of why he missed uh, last week. He has been docked. His pay has been docked. So the sun goes dark on Monday, a 100-mile-per-hour windstorm blows in on Friday, mass flooding overtakes us on Saturday. This were a couple hundred years ago. I'm pretty sure we'd all assume this is the apocalypse. How would you not? Yeah, no kidding. Well, please, it's 106 degrees in San Francisco over the weekend. All-time record. It's it's, it's, All-time. Right. You got to look at the sodomy. You gotta look at all the acts oh, wow. Do you have of, of sodomy across, <laughs> rather not. across the United States. How long will you thumb your nose at the Almighty? Hmm. Stick your finger in the eye of the, oh, the Almighty a, One. That's an interesting uh, take on meteorology. Uh, <laughs> it's, right, it's right there in, hmm. in, in the good book. So it's not global warming, it's the sodomy. Well, yes, right. clearly. Let's see. If I had the ability to close my ears like I can close my eyes, I would probably be less irritated all the time. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be great? How come we're not developed that way? It's a, mis- it's a mistake. It's an error. You would think that we could. God, so that we it, could. It, when, I, when you download the update, I, I'm hoping that'll, that'll happen. There is a, uh, a somewhat recent, uh, or not anymore, my grandfather has since passed, but the last several... I don't know, maybe five to ten years of his life, there was a kind of an inside joke around the, the grandchildren and the nephews we would, or the, and the uncles, we would all see this, that there came a point during dinner when everybody was talking and the, the conversation came to a pitch that he didn't really uh, enjoy anymore. He would just kind of reach up, turn off his hearing aids, go back to eating. Awesome. It was, oh, yeah. I, I never loved him more than when I saw him do that. So that day is coming when I can just yeah. sh- shut my yeah. ears like I shut my eyes. Mm. Cool. There are advantages. I have to, my dad's got a hearing, and I'll have to ask him if he ever does that. If he, just, if he was ever annoyed with conversations, he just... <laughs> you know yeah. what? That click. <laughs> He'll turn this show off. Tell you what, how about on, on an airplane? Oh, that'd be Instead great. of dropping $300 on noise-canceling, whatever the heck, you just did... And it's two ninnies who just met, sitting next to each other, telling each other every single thing that's ever happened to them, and everything they hope will happen to them. Oh, Turn it off so I can read Dune in peace on the airplane. Uh, Let's see. Fifteen years ago, the Internet was an escape from the real world. Now the real world is an escape from the Internet. Think about it. Kerblooey.
There goes your mind. Lighter note. An airport, just about the only place you can rock sweatpants while drinking a beer at 6 a.m. and not be judged. <laughs> Nobody even thinks twice about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You're watching no a football kidding. game drinking beer at 6 a.m. in sweats, right. and everybody thinks, man, just, you know. Yeah, he must be, uh, yeah. He's traveling. Places Jet he, lagged or something. Right, yeah. Exactly. Watching ESPN, drinking at 6. Uh, let's see. It's amazing that every pub and restaurant in America has at least one employee who can write beautifully on a blackboard. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic handwriting. That is true. That is true. You had me do it, please. Nobody would be able to see what... You know, I think that's supposed to be clever, or today's specials, or the it's words a get, saying. I, words get smaller and smaller as you finish it, you realize you're <laughs> running out of room. Oh, yeah, and I'm left-handed, so it smears as I write. And <laughs> the rest of us... Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God, we're running early for once. Here you go. Here's... Uh, a well-deserved uh, shot at Jack, who really took the lead in this unfair treatment of young Miley Cyrus last week. What was the Miley Cyrus story last she, week? Uh, she was fake crying oh, about God, Hurricane, yeah. uh, what's oh, its yeah. name? Oh, yeah. Herber. Or, uh, what was the hurricane's name? Harvey. Jim? Harvey. Worst storm in U.S. history. Right. Uh, Aaron writes, I also cringed a little when Miley Cyrus cried for Houston, but you forgot to mention that she also donated a half million dollars of her own money in order to kick off a fundraising drive uh, through her donation. I think that affords her about 15 seconds of fake tears. However, if it were a lesser donation, then mockery would be in order. You 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 got to admit, um, maybe this is just an argument for the global warming crowd as opposed to the these are the end times crowd. But a record, the all time record high temperature in San Francisco, mm-hmm. whilst 2,000 miles away, currently one of the major rivers in Texas is nine feet above the all-time record. Right. The all-time record for how high uh, uh, the river can be with, you know, whatever hurricane or flood or rainy season or whatever happened. It's nine feet above that. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, uh, we'll go uh, search for greater meanings and causes and effects later in the show, but it is uh, amazing. Uh, boy, we got a lot of people who, who enjoyed the chat with your dad on Friday. Interviewed your your pop as he's about to turn eighty, about his upbringing, rural Iowa, um, life, love, happiness, etc. So they went to Laughlin, Nevada, to uh, go to a musical festival. Listen, to, not musicals, not musicals. No, they're not putting musicals Oklahoma, on the street. Oklahoma, where the wind goes. No, not Nobody musicals. Wants to hear it's, even the rest of that line. Bands in the street and people walking around. You know what a music festival is like. Love it. There's hundred and fourteen when they pulled Holy into town. Holy crap. 114. God, I'm not going. Oh, that's hot. I'm not going. But it's a town. It's one of those towns that's set up for it, like Vegas is to a certain extent. You, they sit out there and they got misters and all that sort of stuff. That's still hot. I guess. But Wendy, uh, one of many people to weigh in, said, absolutely loved hearing Jack's dad talk about his upbringing in rural Iowa. I'm having my 14-year-old boys listen to Ken's story on Monday. Hit the podcast, then write an essay comparing and contrasting Ken's childhood to their own. A good one. Good one. Wow, that is good. Is is Wendy homeschooling uh, there in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia? We already have a national show. Or, or does she just randomly assign her kids essays? That would have been a little vexing, especially at age 14 if my mom had said, Joe, I need 500 words on... Why uh, municipalities should pay for sidewalk repair and not individual homeowners. I need you to get off my back, Mom. (laughs) 
God, I'm trying to hang out with my friends. <laughs> Even my brothers and I were astounded by one part of my dad's story that we had not uh, understood all these years. We knew he didn't have electricity and uh, plumbing when he was a kid, but we didn't know that he didn't have indoor plumbing when he went off to college in 1955. Mm. Oh, my God. Do we still have that Mike Huckabee clip? Because Mike Huckabee had that same uh, experience. <laughs> That's right. Um, but geez, you'd get to college and you'd think, this is awesome. I don't know. So first, somebody'd have to explain what that thing is. Now, you, first, you're gonna have to sit on it. What? Why? <laughs> Why? I was in college before I found out it isn't supposed to hurt when you take a. Sh- <laughs> yeah. That line actually is is shower, uh, edited whimsically for your enjoyment. Uh, but yeah, because he'd grown up with just pouring cold water on himself mm. and washing up with some some hog fat soap or something. I don't. I don't know. So some home home hewn lie soap. Anyway, where were we? Does that make a person better in any way, or does it just make your life more uncomfortable? Do you think hog soap? No, just uh, not having the modern conveniences makes them better. Uh, yeah, I they appreciate things. I wonder. I, I, you would think so. You know, I've not had a dread disease. Um. I've not suffered severe burns or anything like that. So obviously, for the idiots in the audience, there is a limit to this. But most difficulties we endure end up making us better people. Um, Maybe a little less picky, a little tougher, a little more resilient. You'd have to be less picky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and one I, thing my dad is not as picky. How many of us have grown up with fancy pers- uh, porcelain turlets? Nice warm showers, etc. All the accoutrements of the modern world, and gone into some camping situation, for instance, and initially thought, "Oh my God, this sucks! I can't do this for three days or whatever." And then by the end of it, you're like, "This is fine." Yeah, it's absolutely fine. You can't tell me that the person at the beginning of the weekend is a better person than the person at the end of the weekend. Mm. Again, there are limits, of course, right? So then why do we spend so much money to go the other direction, to try to keep to make things more and more comfortable and uh, less taxing and all that sort of stuff? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I don't know. I think, like, uh, there are limits to the benefits of affluence to a society, and at some point they become decadent and begin to crumble. They grow soft and self-indulgent, et cetera. It's the same for a human being. Maybe I'll turn off our plumbing, dig a hole in the backyard. Yeah. (laughs) So far, so good. I love this. Live that lifestyle for a while. Turn off the lights. Uh, she mentions, Wendy mentions that Jack's dad came up on the show back in 2011. How do you remember these things? I don't know. I don't remember. It's my dad. Well, you'll remember this. John McCain, a year older than Ken, was thinking about running for the Republican Senate seat again. Uh, and, uh, he was being lambasted in the media for being too old at age 75. And uh, your dad told you he's uh, fed up with it. He said, I'm 74 and I feel fine. Crack me up. I've never forgotten that line. Mm. And then finally... Michael asked Ken Armstrong, Jack's dad, if Jack was hard to raise, and Ken responded with a strong, no, not a bit. I've listened to A&G for 19 years. I've never met Jack or Joe, never seen one of them around town, yet I still felt an immediate flush of tremendous pride when Ken said no. I thought, that's our Jack. He was a great kid. (laughs) Crazy, huh? Wow. Uh, Thanks for the fabulous Laura Ingalls Wilder interview. I hope Ken writes his memories down. They're priceless. Uh, That would be nice. Have him start working on a memoir. You mean an autobiography? No, Dad. Call it a memoir. Uh, I was not an easy kid to raise. I was not a terrible kid to raise. Does that make you like me less, Wendy? Uh, 
just the whole, uh, I think the questioning authority thing is, a, it's like a gene. I... I was born with it. I came out of the womb saying to the doctor, what makes you the big expert around here? My, I don't know. It's just the way. My experience with raising two kids so far is that I don't think they have a lot of choice in the whether or not they're a difficult kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Certain alleged moral failings of mine I'll take responsibility for. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. In terms of temperament, I, I got little kids. I suppose you get up into junior high, high school, it can be just pure personal choice to. Uh, and now perhaps is a good time to announce my autobiography, A Series of Bad Choices, is out in paperback. <laughs> so, uh, shop early for Christmas. Uh, so Marshall's got the news. We are on the edge of nuclear war, and they've got an H-bomb now. Allegedly. Um, now they do. Allegedly. <laughs> and we'll discuss. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Binary choice, people, as I've heard it put by one of my favorite experts. It's a binary choice. That means there are two choices. Back right. to you. And any discussion of other choices is just flapping gums and wasting time. You're going to accept a, a, a really violent person that you have no idea what his aims are having a, a multiple H-bombs soon, or you get into a military invasion that is... Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a crazy war. I mean, like, full-on war like we haven't had in 70 years. Well, point of order. Those two choices. Point of order, flapping gums and wasting time is what talk radio is. <laughs> so. I just don't want to hear any of this BS sanction talk. It's important, Jack. We ratchet up the sanctions and let diplomacy work. Right. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we had another North Korean shocker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put on the pink dress. No, oh, jeez. That's, that's a weird direction to take this story. <laughs> and North claiming, what the hell? And North claiming they successfully tested a hydrogen bomb that can fit on an intercontinental ballistic missile. That announcement came down on Sunday. U.N. Security Council holding an emergency meeting to address the North's latest nuclear adventure. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, saying... His abusive use of missiles... And his nuclear threats show that he is begging for war. War is never something the United States wants. We don't want it now. But our country's patience is not unlimited. We will defend our allies and our territory. U.S. defense. It's Secretary- not unlimited, or it is. <laughs> it's either it either is or it's completely unlimited. U.S. Defense, One of the two. U.S. Defense Secretary James Mattis had his own warning for North Korea after a meeting with the president on Sunday. We have many military options, and the president wanted to be briefed on each one of them. Any threat to the United States or its territories, including Guam uh, or our allies, will be met with a massive military response, a response both effective and overwhelming. Is he talking fire, fury, and frankly power? Um, people have criticized the president for for imprecise language that you can read too much in. Right. Uh, same with Mattis there. What, what does that mean? A threat. Any threat to us or our allies. Is that a verbal threat? Is that a missile is on the way? Is that what you mean? Uh, well, you think they're going to launch a missile? What What is a threat? Well, there's usefulness to leaving it vague. I think they mean an actual threat. A 
we are threatened by this as opposed to, you know, spouting, you know, rivers of blood and, and lakes of fire stuff is not a threat. That's just dumb totalitarian. So what rhetoric. is a threat? So I understand. Well, I'm not I'm not in charge, but it's 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 one of those stages you described. If they've got a warhead on a missile and it's on the pad, I don't know, something like that. For those uh, just tuning in to Nuclear Holocaust, you got your uh, bomb that went o- off over Hiroshima. Yep. M- more or less destroyed a city, uh, 100,000 dead or whatever the figure right. is. It's, a, it's an un- unimaginable number. Uh, it, that's your standard uh, old-timey atomic bomb. You got an, uh, it's your grandfather's atomic bomb. You got a boosted atomic bomb that uses just a bit of thermonuclear fuel inside the atomic core. That's about triple the power. A layered atomic bomb uses implosion, thermonuclear fuel outside the atomic core. That's 25 times stronger than the Hiroshima bomb, right. if you can imagine the devastation wrought by a bomb like that. Well, a true hydrogen bomb uses lots of hydrogen fuel. Um, it's a true implosion bomb a thousand times, 1,000 times more powerful than a Hiroshima bomb. And it's never been used in a war, so nobody exactly knows what it would do. Right. I suggest you read the book The Atomic Times, My H-Bomb Year in the Pacific Proving Ground. Fantastic freaking book. Wow. Short, funny, about a guy who was on the islands in the ocean. We were, were testing the H-Bombs about wow. just what these things can do. And uh, it is something else. But if... if Say if, that title again. Uh, the Atomic Times. That would bring you to it. My okay. H-Bomb Year in the Pacific. Um, it's, a, it's a guy... It's back when we used to put soldiers on these little tiny right. islands. And we would we would say we're going to test a bomb, and we would march them out of their bunker mm-hmm. and make them stand there facing the bomb and explode it to see what it would do to them. We did that to lots of soldiers. Yeah. Wow! And this guy wrote a book about it, but uh, it gets into the just how how massively devastating one of these H bombs is. And again, nobody's ever used one actually. Um, they didn't come around until the fifties. If if he's got one of these, his ability to wreak havoc on the world is just. It's just it's just incredible. It's unimaginable. They they actually felt the ground move in South Korea. Yep. I wonder if that's changed there. We've heard varying reports on oh they're all talking about it or nobody's talking about it mm-hmm. in South Korea. They're they're used to it. If they felt the ground move beneath their feet with this one, that's got to have some sort of an effect. Absolutely. On how worried you are about it. Uh, what direction that will propel them is anybody's guess. Right. Yeah. Magnitude 6.3 tremor. Created by that underground. Here's test. a couple of the wrinkles that I heard over the weekend that I had not considered before. The New York Times had an interesting article about what if the conventional knowledge is wrong. There's some talk inside the the Trump White House, and the New York Times was giving this um, some uh, credibility as a as a line of thinking that maybe we've been wrong all along. Maybe this guy doesn't just have defensive uh, goals. Maybe he does have some offensive goals. What have we been guessing wrong the whole time? Like reuniting the Korean Peninsula yes. under arms? Specifically reuniting yeah. the South Korean Peninsula. He gets the bombs, he's tested them, he can put them on a missile, whatever, and then he tells the United States, look, we're going to reuni- reunify uh, North and South, and you're not going to do anything about it. Right. Maybe that's his goal. Maybe that's what he spends every day dreaming of, being the man who brought all the Korean people together. All right. His grandpappy was a, a god to his people, and he wants to gain that status right. as possible. And also this wrinkle, which Yikes. I hadn't considered. This idea that if we decide to accept them as a nuclear power and just hope he's rational enough uh, to not use it, which we've done with all the other nuclear power. He's not going to stop. There's no reason to think he's going to stop at this level. Oh, no, no. And no. if he continues to go, as one person said, within five years, at the rate they've been growing, they would not only be able to 
attack a U.S. city and cause devastation, they'd be able to eliminate U.S. society as we know it in five years. They'd have that sort of manpower, like you hit, or bomb power, like you hit enough cities with these bombs to actually change America from what it is to something else. Mm -hmm. Threaten our civilization. We have to consider that if we're going to accept them as a nuclear power. It's not going to stop here. To point out the obvious, that's what we've been living with with the Soviet Union slash Russia, China, etc. for decades. I mean, a lot of us grew up under that very fear. Then you get to the differences between, say, the Soviet regime and the, the right. Kim regime. And that's a, a topic for another segment. All right, something else for your consideration. The most underrated exercise is walking. Just putting one foot. I've always agreed with that. Just putting one foot in front of the other. The results are impressive, both mentally and physically. According to the experts, now they say walking will improve your fitness, your heart health. It'll reduce pain, prevents weight gain, reduces. It doesn't risk. reduce pain. It causes pain. But go on. <laughs> reduces your risk for cancer and chronic disease. Improves endurance. And a study out of Stanford found that walking increases creative output by an average of 60%. I don't know how they measured that, but that's what the scientists found. Wow, amazing. My parents uh, walk two miles every day. They've done that, geez, I don't know, since the 80s. No matter what the weather. Right. Always have. I think that has a lot to do with them being pretty healthy in their old age. It's got to. That's fantastic. Just, you know, I'm no expert or anything like that, but if you're the sort of person that you're not exercising, instead of getting a gym membership and buying a bunch of clothes and and getting a trainer and thinking you're all of a sudden going to go to the gym and go through this right. massive workout and all this sort of stuff, which right. people do all the time, why don't you just start walking every day after dinner mm-hmm. or something? Boy, you've just crippled a segment of the economy. That's a lot of money to a lot of people, that sort of irrational thing. But yeah, just walk as fast as you can for half an hour. And by the way... And I'm talking to me here, too. If you're not willing to do that, you're not going to do the other one either. Exactly. If you're not willing to work, walk every day after lunch or dinner or whatever, then you're not going to go to the gym. Don't fool yourself. Now, I like to throw about 250 pounds on a barbell. Of and course. then I put it across my shoulder like I'm a you know, woman carrying a couple of buckets of water. I do my power walks with about 250 <laughs> on it. Right. That's, uh, that's just weight, the way I roll. Uh, you're wearing a weight belt around your waist yeah. oh, and, a, yeah. and a tank top, goes without saying. <laughs> a mesh. Is, is there another sort of shirt? <laughs> <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting a Getty Shelf, T-Voice of the West. That reminds me, I had quite the uh, conversation at dinner last night because it's picture day at school and my oldest son really wanted to wear a tank top for his picture because that's his thing. Wearing a tank top. Tank top guy. He's tank top guy. That is absolutely fine until the age of 11. Mom mom forbids him from wearing a tank top in the school picture. Oh, boy. I'll bet he snuck one. I'll bet he he wore one (laughs) under his other shirt or put one in his his backpack. Because that's what he does. Mom, sun's out. Finish the phrase. (laughs) He's going to have a second grade class picture in a tank top. I just know it. Uh, Yeah, we got to discuss all this stuff. Including where's Vincent? Um, which is a significant story. Coming up in a little bit. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Hurricane Irma is now a Category 5 storm. Where's Irma? Has it got a chance to hit in Texas? Uh, Florida, they're thinking. Although hurricanes are notoriously fickle in the paths they follow. Yeah, I don't generally pay attention to them. But Old uh, bald-headed Governor Scott of Florida has declared the entire place a uh, disaster or a uh, federal. It's an emergency, state emergency, state of emergency. 
Do you have any idea what it's you're a talking about? Florida storm. <laughs> of course, you know Florida's pretty he much declared, a disaster. He declared sixty-five days. They should have that as a category. Declared an S storm. Right. You already like our neighbors with gators at an alarming rate, and How you chew each else? other's faces off. Yeah, and, like everybody's tweaking, and it's just something horrific and stupid happens. It's in Florida. We've got uh, Mike Lyons, our military analyst, coming up at seven oh four. I think that'll be an interesting conversation. He is. If you listen to the show, uh, famously a, we can't attack them. We can't attack North Korea. There's no mm. point in even talking about it. Mm. I mean, he's like a uh, Bannon. Just that's not even that's not even an option. And uh, we've we've had other military people disagree. So we'll get into that conversation. Yeah. Now let's get into this conversation, and it is a difficult one indeed. There's a bit of a rumor going around on social media, uh, which increasingly I hate social media. I told um, you I'd like to go back pre-internet days. Yeah. Um. Vincent is no longer with the show as of Friday. Why? Um, The easiest way to explain it is a massive reorganization, and he ended up not surviving it. Vincent is our friend. We love Vincent. If we got the opportunity to work with Vince next week, we would do it. We would find him and employ him immediately. Vince doesn't have to work for a pretty long time. He is being well taken care of. By modern world standards? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, He doesn't have to worry about making his house payment for a very long time, for instance. Um, Unfortunately, in this screwed up, stupid, frustrating, idiotic, lawyered up world, there are severe limits to what we can talk about. So what did he do wrong? Uh, nothing, 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 <laughs> absolutely nothing. That's what my kids asked. Yeah, no, it's not like And that. it was hard to explain to them because, you know, uh, you'd like to go with the notion, which is generally true in life, that if you do a good job, you can keep your job. But that's not always true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, social media makes me crazy because there's going to be outrage and huffing and puffing and. I thought you guys, and why couldn't you guys, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't read any of it, so it doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah, well, I'm not going to for a while. Um, you know, it's either, either you understand, wow, that sucks, it's shocking, it was to be avoided if possible, but I guess it just kind of couldn't be, or you're the sort of person you'll huff and you'll puff and you'll be angry and you'll resent us for some reason. But and again, we can't get into that. We can't defend ourselves in this. So so do whatever you want. Well, there's there's some people. You have to admit this. There are people in the listening audience that already are bored with this conversation because they don't care. Right. And you wouldn't care if I left either. I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I care. I, There'd be a couple of rough days. I understand. <laughs> Maybe even a week. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Uh, I got a couple of co-hosts. In mine right now. Well, no, I hear you. But you know, know, I realize that what the role that this plays in your life is that you—it's just—it's—it's—it's it's a little entertainment for a while in the morning, in the midst of all the other things you got going on. Make your your commute somewhat less sucky. Yeah. So I mean, which is probably a pretty decent, uh, you know, place to hold the show in your head and your heart, honestly. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, so anyway, just he's our friend, and we love him, and um, you know, it's it's everything's going to be fine. You don't know that. Well, I mean, from the perspective of the people, the the peeps. I'm talking to the peeps. Okay. Well, no, everything's not going to be fine. We all die in the end. What's your point? 
I don't see your point. Disease, accident. <laughs> all these things. Nuclear all... war, stay tuned. We'll contemplate that again. All these things are on the table. They're all on the table. If one of you guys could get into a beef with your next door neighbor, that'd be handy. Because we need that. Sean, if maybe you could get into an argument with an next-door neighbor. Um, how about my upstairs apartment dweller? I can start banging on the ceiling, complaining that they're walking too loud. Hey, shut up! What are you guys, practicing for a tap dance competition? <laughs> what do you got, a pet elephant? That sort of thing, yeah. For one of you, I'll, I'll, I'll peg you, Michael, if you could start working out a lot now. Okay, I'll do that. We need the gym stories. So that'd be very handy. Anyway. Long live Vincent. Raise your glass to our friend. Uh, Are we going to war with North Korea? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.